0: Log
1: Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah, old school. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, this ain't for everybody. Some of y'all need to hear this, huh. I know you in the trenches fighting, but check it out. I'm gonna put it down like this so I can help the saints understand. Everything you're going through is all part of the master plan. Or what? You thought because you got saved everything was gonna be pictures and cream? You better wake up, son. Don't nothing come to a sleep of what I'm saying. Faith without work is dead. Read your Bible, you know what it says. He who don't work don't eat, blackers don't get fed, huh, yeah. Jesus said, he who puts his hands to the plow, looks back, the same "Make fit. Some of y'all ain't been in the for five minutes and you about ready to quit. I ain't mad at ya, I'm just hitting you with the real, huh. If you died for me and I was still tripping, now how you think that make you feel? Check this out, These gay, this is deep, huh. Some of y'all ain't saw nothing but your study trying to reach up. But after him who was able to position, fall by his glory. Struggles might be part of your testimony, but it ain't the end of the story. Now, the point is, it's prophesied way back in the day, choir, sing your hook right here and see if the church can relate. to you you say why you but your shirt say what would Jesus do why you asking if he ain't trying to do what he's saying? Huh? He told you he was going to have tribulations, but you thought he was playing. Huh? One minute you tell her how good God is and can't nobody beat the talk. The next minute you back fight so fast, i like you're moonwalking. Huh? Oh yeah, i have bitch to myself because I ain't no better. It ain't like I've been following his every word, obeying it to the letter. But so we told us we got to remember that. Regroup, stay on point. Hey, yeah, bow down, confess, repent, stay humble, let him anoint. Huh? It ain't easy as I thought it was. i would been lying if I told you that. But it showed up getting better all the time, trust me. Don't even trip, you're gonna be on top. Quiet in the hook like no more guests.
2: Publishing videos to YouTube and Facebook for the last five years, garnering a dedicated following for musicianship and quirky personality. I can tell you, you got a great personality. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sam draws on influence from modern American artists like Amanda Shires and the Mountain Goats, as well as paying tribute classics, to greats like Bob Dylan and Patsy Cline. She writes songs politically and poems all over Nashville and writers' round. And I'll let you tell, I'll let you tell everybody where you could be reaching every other thing. So how are we doing? I'm good.
3: I'm good. It's a beautiful day in Nashville and I'm just, I'm happy to be talking about music.
2: Oh yeah, well, well, it's kind of hard not to when you live and breathe it, that's for sure.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: So, Sam, let's start out. I know we have a bunch of questions for you, but I like to always let the artists, um, you know, begin with telling us, you know, a little bit about who you are. I mean, how did you get started? I mean, did you play in school? I mean, when did you start? When did you find out you had a love for music? I know that's about nine things all at once, but who is (laughs) Sam? Did you play baseball? I mean, hockey? I mean, where did you come from? How did you get here?
3: Well, I'll, t- I'll take that question one part at a time. I, um, okay. I, started, I started playing guitar really young. Um, my dad plays and worked in the music industry um, at a chain in Connecticut called Daddy's Junkie Music, uh, which facilitated, like, guitar lessons all over the Northeast. So um, I was in that world really young, learning music theory and singing and playing. But it was always just a hobby. Like, I was really into it. um. But I had other hobbies as well. In high school, I tried out for softball but didn't make the team, so they made me the manager because I'm not very athletic. Um, And I started writing music uh, after high school. When I was 18 or 19, I would be just camping with friends, and I had a guitar to play covers and just sing around a campfire, and I started making up songs about the dumb stuff that my friends were doing around the campfire Um, and my first couple songs were really, really bad because they were made up on the spot and everybody's, you know, first attempt at something is never great, but I caught the bug and I haven't been able to stop writing ever since.
2: I know how that is to get addicted. So Mm -hmm. what, what what, what, what age would you say that was when you decided to, um, really start taking it serious?
3: Um, I would say 18 or 19 is when I started writing seriously, but my first official single just came out this past year. Um, So I guess now would be the time that I'm taking it on a professional level, but I've been uploading covers and originals to YouTube since I started writing. Um, So it's been a slow uh, climb to taking it as seriously as I'm taking it right now.
2: Yeah. I understand that one too being a, you know, a singer, entertainer myself and a lot of that is oh, a whole lot of stuff plays into that. <laughs> a whole mm-hmm. lot of plays into that. You know, I mean you'd be garnering your, your your craft along the way and um you know, hey, just sharpen your teeth, you know, developing your skills. Mhm. So, um who were your first musical influences that you could remember outside of pops?
3: Uh Well, I mean, my my dad really did uh, influence a lot of, like, what I listened to when I was too young to have my own CD collection. I listened to a lot of whatever he had. So it was a lot of the Beatles, a lot of um, Bob Dylan, a lot of oldies. Um, But I'm lucky that I had that because it influenced, like, I think I have a good taste in music. I I really like high-quality music as opposed to, like, not that pop music isn't good, but it doesn't feed my soul the way that really good music does. Um so I'm I'm lucky to have an influence like that. And then when I started developing my own music tapes and my own C D collection, it was really eclectic. I had um, you know, a big pop punk phase in middle school with, you know, death cab for cutie and all of them and then I I fell into just loving indie music and Americana music. Um Like the Mountain Goats are my favorite band ever. I love Amanda Shires. I love Jason Isbell's new album. Um, So my taste is still sort of all over the place, but but I love Americana music, especially living in Nashville. Um, It's everywhere, so.
2: And I think the greatest part of this, too, uh, Sam, is the fact that you're a musician. And and I think uh, people that actually play an instrument, I think you get deeper than someone that... um, I mean, they can sing, you know, but they're actually Mm -hmm. a a produced artist. You understand what I'm saying? They're kind of like on the surface of it. But um, Mm -hmm. the fact that you play and you've been exposed to different genres of music, I could see how that definitely would uh, expand your musicianship and your artistry all around. Oh,
3: absolutely. Absolutely.
2: All around. And which... uh, is a good thing because that just means that you'll continue um, to grow.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So uh, what artists are you currently listening to that, uh, I know you mentioned uh, the Mountain Goats, is that's your favorite mm-hmm. band. Are, are there any other artists?
3: Um, I'm actually going to a concert tomorrow. There's this great bluegrass band from Nashville um, called the Barefoot Movement. And they're really fantastic. I met them when I was working for WSM, the radio station. You mentioned in my intro they, they came through the studio, and um, you know you you're a mu- you're a radio host and a musician. You have so many people coming through that it's hard to like keep them all straight at a certain point. And right. unless they like really blow you away, then it's hard to remember them. And this band blew me away. So I've seen them every time they've been in Nashville ever since last year when I met them at the station.
2: Are they touring touring everywhere, or are they just local?
3: Yeah, they're touring everywhere. I think they're based in Pennsylvania, but they come through Nashville quite a bit. Oh,
2: okay. Okay. Do you and your pops jam at all? Do you guys get to play with each other?
3: Oh, yeah. We play – I mean, we live in different states now. He's still in Connecticut, and I'm here in Nashville. But that was how I started playing, Um, was playing with him. A lot of, you know, oldies and duets, um, like that and you know music is still just a hobby for him he doesn't want to be a professional musician by any means but we still have fun playing together every time i'm home for christmas or thanksgiving it's a big jam session
2: oh yeah that's hot i like that i like that you know families just kind of vibe together anyway you know when they have talent like that absolutely so did your father teach you or did you have formal training Um,
3: he didn't teach me he he, um so he worked for this company that facilitated guitar lessons all over the northeast and i got to take lessons through his company but um he he was self-taught so he doesn't know enough about theory to really teach somebody more than like basic chords and just how to sing and play at the same time so i took lessons but then i would come home and practice with him so he didn't formally teach me but he i mean we practiced a lot together
2: Okay, that is a great, great, great thing. And is that your primary instrument, guitar, or do you play other
3: instruments? Yeah. Just guitar.
2: Okay, and that's what you you usually write with. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess what made you move to uh, from Connecticut to Nashville without me thinking. What was your reason?
3: Um, well, Connecticut's not very exciting, if you've ever been. Um, you know, there's not a huge music scene there. I grew up in a town with no sidewalks, uh, and there are more exciting places in my hometown, but, um, you know, I, I wanted to be surrounded by the music industry and music, and I wanted to be warmer than in Connecticut. I hate I hate being cold. I hate the snow, so um, <laughs> I knew I wanted to move. I knew I needed to move closer to the equator, and I've always heard that Nashville, I mean, Nashville's called Music City. So I came here to visit a couple of years ago and made some friends just in my traveling and just kept wanting to go back and go back. And I was like, man, it might be more cost-effective to just move there instead of going every couple months and buying the plane ticket and everything. I, I just move all my stuff down there. So that's what I did.
2: Like your feet getting cold, huh?
3: I don't like any part of me being cold,
0: <laughs> but
3: especially uh, my feet.
2: <laughs> I understand. Well, how did how did you how did you get started with uh, in the, in the, being a talk show host in the radio?
3: Very accidentally. So I was in Boston um, at WEMF, but my former uh, station where I first started. And I was being interviewed for my music. Um, I was playing a show locally and they, they had um, everybody that was playing that bill come on the station. So when I was being interviewed, the host had a, a meltdown on the air. He um, talked about wanting to self-harm and drug use and just all these. It was Internet radio, so you could technically say whatever you wanted, but it crossed, like, company lines for sure. And um he wasn't let go because he was in trouble, but like the boss was concerned about him. So he wasn't allowed to do the show anymore until he got the help that he needed. And I think he's doing okay now, but it was on the air and it was in the middle of my interview. So the general manager of the station sat me down and was like, Hey, I'm really sorry that that happened. Um, you know, we're not going to archive that episode because it, it was, uh, it was rough and, we just were having a conversation about it and I was like, it's, it's totally fine. I understand. I hope that he gets the help that he needs. Could I have, um, his job while he's getting better? (laughs) I have no experience, but, um, I really liked being on the radio and I, I think that I could be pretty good at it. So I didn't get his time slot because it was like drive time and, um, you know, I had never done it before, but I got a one hour talk show every Tuesday night and, um, I got to talk about whatever I wanted and play whatever I wanted. It was so much fun. Um, I worked there for a year and I ended up having the highest rated show on the station before I moved. It was, it was fun. Um, And I fell in love with it. You know, it's not what I want to do forever, but I love anything adjacent to the music industry. I loved interviewing local bands. I loved highlighting, you know, great musicians that don't ever get to be on the radio. Um, so it was just—it was really, really fun. And when I moved to Nashville, I knew I wanted to do something similar. So I applied for a job at WSM, which is the country station associated with the Grand Ole Opry, and I got the job.
2: Oh wow, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It seemed like you've been very lucky. Like you, yeah. Well, yeah. What they say: uh, luck and preparedness always win you know and obviously mm-hmm. you were prepared you were prepared for the job you know with the with the being in the right place at the right time and stuff
3: yeah yeah i guess i had to learn a lot of it on the on the spot my first broadcast um you know because it, it was such a small show and the way that i got the job i didn't have a producer so i had to learn everything on the spot and my first show ever of markov music was a technical just disaster i think i left a bunch of dead air on, and I like played the <laughs> song a couple of times. You, you learn, and the first step to being good at something is to be bad at it and just try.
2: Exactly, exactly, exactly. And, and that's like uh, me. I didn't start out to even have this show nine years ago. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I actually uh, got tired of asking people to play my music because I was doing strictly management at the time. And um, you know how hard it is to to get a a new artist, how hard it is to break a single on a new artist. And I just got tired of politics and all that stuff. And I said, okay, well, how about if I just create, you know, an outlook and a platform where I can interview other up-and-coming artists and established artists as well, too, because I like to interview, you know, entertainment attorneys and producers, anybody that's
0: relative to
2: the industry. You know that we're into, and in the midst of all of that, I still get to play my music.
3: That's the dream.
2: Um, Yeah, so that's how I got hooked up in this because it was never really my intention just to say I just wanted it, but it is a good platform, and I do feel good. You know, to have you know people on the show such as yourself, and um, you know, be able to you know put the, the the music out there you know mm-hmm. the world is the world is a big place and you know it's it's no way you can tell who may like your music and as an artist all we could do is the best we can do and and keep it in their face
3: mhm mhm absolutely
2: <laughs>
3: i'm just i'm agreeing with you i don't i have nothing to add i know
2: add, i know i know you just got quiet you just said mhm <laughs> i was
3: just listening so,
2: I know. That's why I'm going to shut up and let you talk.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's why I'm going to be quiet and let you talk. So do um, you have a new video, and, and, and that's uh, so easy?
3: Yep, my first ever single. Um, I wrote it for my little sister's wedding last November. And originally I wasn't going to show it to anybody. Um, You know, I just wrote it for this really small wedding, there was 20 people there. And um, I just, it was a private thing that I worked really hard on to just show my sister and her new husband that I I cared about them. But the reaction from my family um, was so great that I decided to put it out as a single and you know, when you when you show your family or your friends music. They're always nice about it because they care about you, but you can always tell the difference between them being nice and them actually being like, wow, this is actually really good.
2: Right, right.
3: Um, so it, I got the, this is actually really good, and I started showing it to get more people, and I kept getting this, like, really, really positive feedback about it, so I decided to.
2: That's great. Well, we have the single um, queued up for you, so we're going to bless our listeners' eardrums with it. <laughs> yes So, as we like to say Let the windows down Turn the air conditioner up And put your ears on this This is Mr. Sam Rockford And this is her single So easy
4: Well this might be a first
3: Girl, Miss Dramaganza? Mm-hmm, check. Lip gloss? Check. Mascara? Check. I am Indy with the homie k Biddy, Check, check. You listening to Blog Talk Radio, baby, and I love you for it. Mwah.
2: Yeah, we're back with Miss Sam Rockford. That was a good song.
3: Well, thank you.
2: you. You played everything? Uh,
3: no, I didn't play everything. I played the guitar and, um, But, you know, I had studio musicians playing the drums and the lead guitar and slide guitar and bass and everything. Um,
2: Okay. So do you have a band or are you just going out solo right now?
3: um, I'm usually just going out solo right now. I I, uh, got studio musicians to be the full band in in that performance. But uh, usually it's just me and a guitar.
2: Okay. Well, that's cool, too. (laughs)
0: That's good, that's
2: fine I like that Yeah, it's fun It's easy to Yeah, what do you say, it's easy to move around It keeps the cost down And keeps the confusion away All that good stuff You know, I, I came from A band that had 16, 17 Members
3: Oh my gosh
2: so it it was good one way and crazy another way yeah so what do you so so what do you see for yourself in the near future
3: um
2: i see myself just uh playing
3: more music live and releasing new music in the next 6 months or so i have all these songs written that i want to show to people um But I've been working on just some new YouTube videos, some new covers. I have some more radio interviews lined up. I'm trying to get, you know, my fan base as big as possible so when I have new music to put out, uh, you know, more people than just my family are listening to it. And I've been really blown away by the response to So Easy. Um, I didn't know who was going to like it. Um, And I've been just really blown away. Lots of people. (laughs)
2: How important it is! I, I, I know how important to you do you feel that uh, social networking is?
3: Oh, it's it's more important than I think anything else. I think five ten years ago the music industry was so different, and you had to be playing in front of people. You had to be playing live shows, otherwise nobody would know who you are. But now you can play in your living room and have a huge audience. Um, so it's it's been you know, I would I would not be as successful as I am if it wasn't for social media, hands down.
2: Well, I guess I, I asked that question for you know. Uh, well, I guess my reason is because I know some of my listeners and other musicians and artists that I've talked to on occasion. Uh, I, I think they really don't understand the importance of social networking today as it is in the industry because. You know, I've been in the business a a long time, and I remember when there was no Internet and um, Mm -hmm. for us to have a a CD or even going back further than that and and an actual album, some actual vinyl, say to uh, China, uh, uh, Japan, or um, someplace else, you know, it was like, you know, snail mail a a week or so, you know. Mm -hmm. And and now, you know, you can do it in a second, you know, so. Yes. And, and, and people just don't understand it. Even the way that even the industry, um, the businesses even deal with music now, because I'm finding uh, a lot of companies, not my company, but a lot of companies, they don't even really care to even listen to your music. They go straight mm-hmm. and look at your number. They go straight and look at your numbers, you know what I mean, yep. On your view, on your views, you know your all your Instagram stuff, Facebook stuff they look at that they look at all that stuff, and then if you got impressive numbers, then they will really give your music an honest listen and, yeah and that that is so different from how it used to be you know it used to be you know you just had a good had to have good music and yep. you know your music spoke for you
3: mhm, no absolutely, and it's not the case anymore, and it's weird because you can be um, not a great musician and have really big social media numbers. And it can be because you're really good looking or because you're really funny and it, and it doesn't really have to do with music, but at the same time you will get more (laughs) opportunities for music than,
2: than somebody else. You forgot one, you got, you forgot one thing, Sam. What's that? If you have a a, a real great investor.
3: Oh yeah, that's true. I know plenty of people like that.
2: (laughs) No, if you got the money, you could buy the advertisement, the publicity, the yep. promotion, and and that in turn will help with the numbers and stuff that we're talking about. And right. um, and like I said, I, I understand the dynamics of it, and, and I hope you know our listeners understand the dynamics of the business. But that, that still doesn't take away from you know your artistry and skills because even if you work the business that way and and get your numbers and they're not solid and what I mean have a foundation, at some point in time you're going to get put on blast and you got to bring it on stage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep, you gotta, absolutely.
0: You,
2: you know, you got to bring it.
3: Yep. No, I totally
2: agree. Yep, as do I. So that is um, so important and, and I'm really glad to hear that um, you're on top of it. I'm trying to be. <laughs> oh, it's a hey, look, it's a never-ending job, you know, and and once you get get bitten by the bugs, it's a, such as you have, you know, you don't quit. I mean, cuz you go to bed thinking about music, you wake up thinking about music, and even when you don't want to think about music, you're thinking about music.
3: Absolutely.
2: I haven't learned how to turn it off yet, you know. <laughs> and no, and what I'm trying to and what I'm trying to do now, Sam, is learn how not to critique music, but just, like, listen to it. Have you ever had yeah. that problem?
3: Um, Sometimes. I try to keep an open mind when it comes to, like, critiquing music because, you know, I nobody starts off being a good songwriter, and I can think back to re- recent memory where I was writing songs that weren't great and playing them in front of people. Um So I try not to be too judgmental about it. And also, like, when people talk about, like, oh, pop music isn't real music or this type of music isn't real music, if it means something to somebody, then it is real music. And even if it's not my cup of tea, I try really hard to not be judgmental about it. But um, it can be hard. Everybody has their gut instincts, you know. I know. Music,
2: I think, is a form of communication. Like I said, you may not care for it, but there's somebody somewhere that that does. And one thing I too I enjoy going to uh, going to meet them, which is in south of France every year. It's like the international music conference, and Mm -hmm. it's uh, such a great place to go listen to music because you hear music from all over the world. Yeah. it definitely expands your appetite for for music, especially you know if your your brain is a sponge, you know. Because to me, it's, good music is good music, you know, ir- regardless mm-hmm. of the genre. You know, I definitely get into the production and the sound quality.
3: Yeah. Yeah, me too.
2: So, I understand you know something about pots and pans. <laughs>
3: i uh i try i'm uh an amateur chef um I like to cook. I haven't always been great at it um but i I'm trying to get better i have this uh this funny story actually when I was younger, I tried to make an apple pie when I was in like middle school um and I dropped it when I was taking it out of the oven um face down back into the oven, and all like the juices build out and um, caused the oven to short circuit and it broke and we had to get a new one.
2: And Um, what happened happened after that?
3: Well, I wasn't allowed to cook for, I think, a couple years until I was (coughs) basically on my own. But, you know, I've always loved food and then had this, like, uh, thing where I really wasn't allowed in the kitchen after the apple pie incident. So it was really when I became an adult that I started to really enjoy doing it. And now I cook all the time. Um, I had an eclipse party the other day. Um, Nashville was one of the best places to see the eclipse, which was really, really cool. But um, I got to cook for a bunch of people. I had people visiting from out of town just for the day. And uh, it was really fun. I, I love, I think it's the same reason I love making music. I love entertaining people. And food brings happiness the same way that music does, not the same way, but I think it's I like it for a very similar reason. I love entertaining
2: great well i'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep that in mind because I had talked told Michael i think earlier in the year that uh we have a cooking show that's in production it's called Cooking with my homies which is oh, cool. um, it's a celebrity based um cooking show. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, where the artists come it. on Where the art- mm-hmm. artists come on the show You know, they perform You know, their song You know, it starts out with the performance and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, from there You know, we go to the couch And, you know, we talk about You know, a little, a little bit of backstory We talk about, you know, where they come from You know, what they've been doing And, you know, where they've been touring And talk about their music And then we talk about what dish they're going to prepare for the audience and who taught them this, their mama and their grandmama, their daddy's spaghetti dish, so on and so forth. And then we go into the kitchen. And um, you get to, you know, the artists get to prepare whatever meal they're going to prepare for that day, and then we'll choose somebody out of the audience to come up and help the artists, um, you know, perform the meal. So I know there's, you know, there's other cooking shows out there, but I haven't seen one quite similar to ours yet.
3: No, I haven't either and I watch a lot of Food Network, so I think I would know.
2: Yeah. So that's what <laughs> we got. So you know, look out for cooking with my homies and um you know, I definitely uh keep Michael abreast of it. You know. Oh yeah,
3: please let me know. I would I would be dream of mine to be on a cooking show, so
2: Well, we got you. Yeah, we we got you. We uh, and plus you know we're doing all genres and stuff, so we have some pretty great artists already lined up to um, to tape. So we'll definitely keep you in mind and let Michael know, so he can get at you. We can say, "Come to Hollywood." <laughs>
5: okay,
3: I'm in.
2: Yeah. yeah, come to Hollywood. So tell us a uh, little bit more, man. Well, I mean, what else you got going on? I understand that you also um, dealing with children and, uh, anti-bullying causes or union organizations or, um, what's the other question, you know, have any other, um, community involvements?
3: Yeah, I, um, I met with this, uh, local group when I was working at the radio station that does, um, after school reading with kids and I don't get to go as much as I'd like to, um, it's a scheduling conflict, but whenever I have like a day off, it's like my my preferred way to spend a day off. It's like helping people. Um, so I do a lot of reading with kids and, you know, Facebook has this option where you can donate your birthday. Um, and instead of like people getting you gifts, you, they can make a donation to the charity of your choice. And I always choose the Trevor Project, which is an anti-bullying organization focused on uh, LGBTQ youth. Um, so I'm just I'm really passionate about that cause. My little brother is queer and I just um you know I don't I don't want anyone to ever have to be ostracized for just being who they are and that's something right. that's that's really important to me.
2: Well, our thing is, you know, we support, you know, children as well, you know, the ones that have been abused and molested and um uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: so We've published books in, in that area too, trying to help uh, a lot of the youth because a lot of people don't know. Well, uh, you know, people that ostracize kids, uh, the pedophiles, you know, they're usually given jail sentences, and, and when the children are actually given life sentences,
3: right? Yeah. So, so it's no, that's a that's a noble cause. That's amazing. Yeah,
2: so it's a important that you know our justice system. You know they understand, you know the difference. And I still don't think they get it. You know because they send a lot of these people to jail for a couple of years, but uh, a lot of the youth, you know, they have uh, long-term, you know, issues into adulthood and the yeah. relationships and so on and so forth. You know, based on things that they were, you know, experienced, you know, at a younger age. And, and I, I think know, it's
3: hard you know. to understand. I think it's hard to understand what those types of person, people go through unless you are somebody that is like that or you are close to somebody that's been through that. I think it's easy, and this is true of most things, if, if it's not something that you've experienced or something that someone you love has experienced, it's easy to like tell people to walk it off. But um, I think it it takes knowing somebody like that in order to have real empathy towards it.
2: Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. Well, Sam, tell our listeners where they could go and find you and where they can get your music.
3: Okay. Well, you can find So Easy anywhere that streaming or downloadable music is found, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere that you get music, you can find it. Um, you can find me online. Um, all my social media is just Sam Rochford Music. That's R-O-C-H-F-O-R-D, placed by my last name. Um, and I'm on pretty much everywhere, whatever your preferred social media is, I'm there, too.
2: Yeah, because she's on top of it, everybody. I try <laughs> so to be a to so yeah. keep up with, but
3: I try my best.
2: Yeah, so sure. we want all our listeners to get on top of it, too, because it's a powerful tool, especially if you use it correctly.
0: Mm-hmm, Absolutely.
2: Sam, we would definitely want to thank you for taking time out to come kick it with us and share your music with us, and we're definitely going to be looking and listening for you, and you definitely got our support. uh oh, um, thank
0: we you. Will con-
2: we will continue to play your music, so at least you know this one again rotated over here with us.
3: Oh, that means so much to me. Thank you so much for having me and, and supporting my, my weird dreams.
2: Like I said, and for those that joined us late, you know, the show will be available in a couple of minutes, and you could hear it in its uh, entirety and you know, iTunes or, you know, wherever you listen to your podcast, uh, it'll be available from now on, so you can definitely, definitely get it, and you could also go to worldmovement.com, our website, and you can catch the link right there, and you can hear the show in its entirety, or blogtalkradio.com dot com forward slash indie is and you could get it that way also. So they have no excuse.
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> so thank you again, Sam, for coming to join us, and uh, we'll be over for the din- we'll be over for dinner about nine o'clock tonight.
0: Okay.
3: Awesome. Thank you so much for everything.
2: <laughs> All right. So you have a good day. Take care. Thanks again. You too. Bye bye. Yeah, it's Miss Sam uh, Rockford, everybody. Go check out this show. You know, we want you to catch it from the very, very beginning and hear it all the way through. Yeah, for sure.
0: Charlie Starr here, and I always listen to I Am Indy with your host, Kay on Blog Talk Radio.
5: Every Wednesday at 2 p.m., listen from your phone. 347-308-8747. 347-308-8747. Locked up. K-Diddy. Fish
0: rising.
5: My mama once said, take your time, young man. I heard my mama say, don't you rust, get old. My mama once said, live your life, live your life. It's your boy, no no digs, man.
1: We're be the back to the i am a to not to clear with bad
5: boys. i am a not to hang with him gangsters. Especially bad boys who like gunslinging, especially gangsters who love money. Mama said not to hang with this bad boy. and Mama said not to play with them gangsters. Especially bad boys who like gunslinging, especially gangsters who love money. Jet time is what I said to my mama before I left my home hometown, Chicago. Alone is what my cousin said to me right before we hit the traffic Push the G. Now we pushed away in push away in charge. Pushed away and now pushed away in flood. So Work my way through the whole east coast and background. Shut down. i am to I'ma sinner to play with some bad boys. i am not to hang with him. By Especially bad boys who like country Especially gangsters who love money Mamas said not to hang with him bad boys And Mamas said not to play with him gangsters Especially bad boys who like country Especially gangsters who love money Mother Haitian father is Dominican So I get someone in a million Push weight with a dry like amphibian. Money gets me high like adrenaline. Sure. Oh Say gotcha. so you have so he has so flex her so much when they can go pop, B beat and everybody, everybody look around. Me. Screaming, mama. I'm a sinner to play with them oh. bad boys. I'ma sinner to hang with them oh. gangsters. Especially oh. bad boys who like family. Oh. Especially gangsters oh. who love oh. money. I'ma sinner to hang with them oh. bad boys. I'm a still not to clear with his oh, gangsters. Fair to bad boys who oh, like funny. Fair to be gangsters oh, who love oh, money. fucking inch D's and shit tie
1: holes 20 24's, jet skis and shit who else going feed my motherfucking seeds and shit mom said make me proud, make something, love yourself don't let the cracker trap your ass, put you back up on the shelf, I'm trying to see though, fuck my PO and the DA uh-huh. I got a few gallons, yo, I'm headed up the DA, and I ain't talking, aqua will I dip you a stick you move me off like Michael Jackson and beat it they gave me back my freedom, they done set my ass free, I'm on some rap, back for bitch like sugar free When I'm breezing through
5: the streets I keep a gun longest as comfortable a ball If it's problems Yo, I promise it's gonna balk Champagne wishes Can't be your dreams Hand relays and mass stitches, Just hand it down to your teens Promising not to play With them bad boys Promising not to hang With those gangsters Especially bad boys Who like fun, please Especially gangsters Who love money to hang with some bad boy and mama said not to play with some gangster especially bad boys who like funly especially gangsters who love money I'm to play with some bad boy mama said not to hang with some gangsters especially bad boys who like funly especially gangsters who love my to hang with him bad boys, and mama said not to play with him gangsters, especially bad boys who like fun especially gangsters who love money, Mama said not to play with him bad boys, Mama said not to hang with him gangsters, especially bad boys who like fun especially gangsters who love money, mama said not to hang with him bad boys, and mamma said not to play with him gangsters, especially bad boys who like fun Gangsters who have money.
1: It's classic stumble and
2: Mighty, mighty, mighty Ohio players, y'all. Well, we're always down to, always apologize, almost down to the last couple of minutes of the show. want to let you know it has been a blast, as always. We'll be back next Wednesday at the same time on IMND. It's your host, Lamont Patterson. And uh, if you didn't check out the show earlier, please do check out the Sam Rock um see what's crackin' lacking, you know. I'm sure you enjoy it. Go check out our music everywhere and definitely come back and and um listen to your boy next week. Check us out at World dot com, you know, you know the place. Um go check it out and see where we're at, see what we're doing, see what's going on, and uh I'm sure you won't be disappointed. So We're going to take you guys home with this one right here. And, again, much love from the World Movement family. Uh, We enjoyed you, and see you next week.